Many people mistakenly believe that entering a spiritual path means taking on a new belief system. This is incorrect. Instead, what is asked of us is simply to experiment with letting go of our current belief system. And that's much more difficult. And the reason that it's difficult, not only is it our comfort zone, but it's assumptions that we have never questioned about reality, including many assumptions about reality that we don't even know that we hold. And it's only in the act of experimenting with letting go that we actually discover what our belief system had been. And that's when we realize the absurdities and the inconsistencies of the belief system that our consciousness had been stuck in. So it's very important that we recognize that no one is asking you to take on some belief in God, for example, because there are many people who have too much doubt to take that on as a belief. And in fact, the more that we study, the more that we realize that any idea that we have about God or ultimate reality is a myth. And the goal of Sat Yoga is to let go of all of your myths about the nature of reality in order to find out for yourself what reality is. And you can't read it in a book and get the answer. And even if a book points in the right direction, you still have to establish it for yourself. In the same way that if a scientist hears about another scientist performing a an experiment in their laboratory, they will need to duplicate that experiment for themselves before they will give any credibility to that experimental result. And so each of us has to reduplicate the efforts of the original sages. What's interesting is that the more you study the experimental results that the different sages and saints and mystics of the different spiritual traditions have discovered, whether they are Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, Hindu, Taoist, alchemists, Egyptian hermetists, whatever, it turns out that they discover the same thing. That there is a congruency among those who have made the experiment, carried it through to the end, and what they describe as ultimate reality. Now that doesn't mean we should believe them. But it does mean that there's a lot of evidence pointing to the fact that if you will carry out this experiment, you will also have a similar result. And the result has been uniformly auspicious, benevolent, has been a transformation of one's consciousness and character structure to one of benevolence, one of joy, one of love, one of positivity, one of freedom from fear and from anxiety, with a greater clarity and wisdom and empowerment. And it has everything going for it. There are no drawbacks to reaching this state of consciousness, if indeed it is true. And the only question is, is it worth your time to make the experiment to discover whether this is in fact true for you? That's the only thing that needs to be a threshold question that is answered. 
And if there's any dis-ease, any uh, lack of peace within one's mind, one's heart, uh, when one begins the path, if there's any sense of lack, then the fullness that is being described as the end of the path should be something that is highly interesting and motivating to one. But the problem is that we don't necessarily have the courage to let go of everything that we start out believing in. And it requires a radical questioning of our belief system, including a questioning that I am a material being in a physical world, in space and time, etc. Everything has to be questioned. And all the ways in which the mind has run away from the question of who am I and what is the truth of my reality are going to attack you and keep you from discovering and completing this inner experiment. When you sit down to meditate, either your mind won't stop chattering or you'll fall asleep or you'll be diverted by something else or in some way you'll be unable to reach the stillness of the mind that will enable you to enter into the dimension of this ultimate reality. And that's because the mind itself has a fear that once you enter into that plane of silence and fully realize who you are, that all of those constructs, those landmarks, that grid of pseudo-meaning and comfort zone of the ego will dissolve. And the world that you thought you had lived in, once you have realized it was an illusion, will not be available to go back to. And one will be in a new world, a new reality that cannot be known in advance, cannot be controlled, cannot be predetermined. And that is far greater than one can even conceive of. And so that is why this has always been considered the greatest adventure when you make this step into the unknown that is within, then everything will be different. So the promise of the great sages who have made the journey is that yes, everything will be different, but in a better way. But the ego doesn't trust that. And the ego is afraid of what it will lose and not looking at what it's going to get out of this transformative journey. And that's why, for many people, the journey is gradual and takes a long time. And for others, it's instantaneous. If you have enough trust or enough unhappiness in your present state that you're willing to take the risk, then the leap into the void that is really fullness of being can happen very quickly. But the more fear there is, the more hesitancy, the more doubt, the more even the sense that one doesn't deserve to have some very positive result in life. All of these kinds of negative thoughts and belief systems will hold one back. And the more you're willing to let go of your belief systems, including your attitudes toward reality and your emotional states, anger, greed, attachment, desire, fear, all of those states to reach consciousness in its pure naked form 
then the easier it becomes. And so the intensity of your desire to discover what you are ultimately and the willingness to let go of what you had thought that you were are the two factors that will determine how quickly the journey is completed. And the more that one is humble in being willing to admit that I don't know what reality is and that my present belief system isn't working beyond a certain point and I am open to learning something new that is so radically different that I can't conceive of it. If one is willing to take that risk into the unknown, then the powers of higher consciousness will draw you magnetically into the source of your being very easily. And the more that you sit and meditate and go into silence, even for a few moments, the more you'll begin to feel the subtle energies. And you'll feel them in a, as a very benign kind of energy. And if you're not afraid of them, and if you're not afraid of the things that begin to happen in the body and the mind, as you go to higher and higher vibrational frequencies by silencing the mind, but enjoy the ride, the ascent into these higher states, then you find that it's enjoyable from the first moment on, and that it's a learning experience that is unparalleled by any other form of travel, form of adventure, form of learning. So that's what we're doing when we're meditating. We're discovering who am I when I silence the mind, when I stop diverting, when I let go of all of my paradigms of reality, all of my beliefs, including the belief that I'm in a physical body in a material world, including that one, letting go of everything and returning to the very silent center of awareness, then liberation is a natural and effortless achievement. And it can happen this evening. So let's meditate with that intention. If, I, if you have that intention to discover what is the truth, the ultimate truth, of who you are and what you are and what reality is. And don't divert from that to any lesser kind of thought pattern. And stay paying attention to the source, who I am, what consciousness is, you will arrive and stabilize in the silence and everything will be revealed.